Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Studio Canberra, the Australian Grape and Wine Podcast. Uh, my name is Lee McLean. I'm the General Manager of the Government Relations and External Affairs at Australian Grape and Wine. And with me, as always, is Tony Badaline, our Chief Executive. How are you, Tony? Very well, thanks, Lee. And hello to you and hello to all our listeners. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since our last podcast, but it's been a couple of busy weeks. Um, up here in Canberra, of course, we've had the federal budget uh, on uh earlier this week, which is always a really busy time around Canberra. So I want to have a bit of a discussion about that. Uh, and I also want to get your feedback and your views on a, uh, an event that Australian Grape and Wine held last week with a number of, um, uh, a number of Chinese Australian owned businesses, uh, which we held in Adelaide and online as well, um, which I think was a really great success, uh, but it'd be good just to give a little bit of feedback about that as well. So firstly, the budget. It's always a really important time of year, lots of colour and lots of movement around town. Um, I think it, it was pretty clear that it was a, an election budget, um, quite a bit in it for agriculture and, and, uh, and in dealing with some of those other issues that have um, been taking up uh, a lot of time for the government lately in terms of childcare, um, safety and prosperity of women, uh, aged care and the like. What were your takeaways from the budget, Tony? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment, Lee. Uh, clearly, we can have an election any time from the end of this year till May next year. Uh, this budget is clearly designed to set up the government. So it's about meeting a lot of those areas they've been sensitive to in the last few months. And they've been issues related to the safety of women in particular. Uh, mental health issues, of course, has been front and centre of the mind and some of those issues that have been causing them political issues. So the budget was designed to get them through that. It also appears that it's designed that we can have another budget in early next year, and that will lead into a, a very full bone election campaign. But make no mistake, we're in an election campaign at the moment, uh, and you're going to see a lot more uh, sweeteners come out and a lot more political statements made around this budget. Yeah, indeed, and and for agricultural uh, grape growers and winemakers more specifically, how did you see uh, how did you see some of our members faring? Yeah, so there wasn't a lot specifically for grape growers and winemakers, but there was a broad range of key initiatives which will have a positive impact on the sector. Uh, some of these had been previously announced. So on the trade and market access front, there was around seventy two point seven million dollars announced for agribusiness expansion announced just before Christmas. Uh, that is a very good initiative where Australian Grape and Wine is committed to try and get some funding to help those issues that we've had within China and trying to diversify our markets. On top of that, there was an additional 15 million allocated to help improve our engagement with the multilateral trading system. So the importance of organisations such as the World Trade Organisation have really come to the fore in recent times. And we've seen that, that it's been very successful for us where we've taken action against Canada, for example, in recent times and had a good outcome on the trade front. So that for us is a very welcome announcement. Uh, again, investment in strengthening biosecurity, up to around $400 million has been put into that program. Uh, biosecurity is absolutely vital for our sector. It's something we've lobbied very strongly to get extra investment in. Uh, if we were to get something like Pierce's disease into Australia, it could completely destroy the industry. We've also been looking at the government with uh, labour shortages. Obviously, labour shortages this vintage has been something of, of major concern. Um, so we'll, there's been a number of investment of funds to attract people working in agriculture and workforce planning. Uh, COVID isn't going away. It is not solved. And of course, we'll have labour issues coming up, uh, both in pruning and also picking next season. 
Um, so welcome changes to make it easier for visa holders to work in the hospitality and agriculture sectors. Um, also really important, the extension of the instant asset write-off to June 2023, and that'll allow farmers and grape growers to immediately deduct the full cost of eligible depreciable assets. As always, there's a lot in the fine print in the budget, so there's a lot to unpack out of this. But in general, it's going to be pretty positive for agriculture, uh, and it will lead us, I think, into a, a good stage leading into the future. Yeah, indeed, I'd, I'd agree with that assessment. So there's, there's, there is a lot to unpack, and that's something that we'll be uh, we'll be looking at over the next uh, the next few weeks, particularly as it relates to that those trade issues and that agribusiness expansion issue, which we're certainly uh, hopeful will uh, will lead to some really good outcomes for the sector. Um, so on to our second topic today. Um, on Thursday, the 6th of May, Australian Grape and Wine hosted an event in Adelaide and also online, as I said, for a large number of Australian wine businesses with Chinese or Australian Chinese uh, links working in Australia. Um, it was a great networking event for everyone who was able to participate, whether it was in person or online. Um, and obviously uh, a major focus of, of what um, of that event was what we're experiencing in China at the moment, but also on what some of those next steps might be in terms of diversifying exports uh, elsewhere around the world. Um, Tony, you were there, and indeed you were one of the, the keynote speakers at the at the event. What were your takeaways from it? Yeah, thanks, Lee. And look, it was a very successful event, and it was the first time that we've actually tried to live stream uh, an event. Mm -hmm. Now, so this is available on um, you, on uh, Facebook and, and other. Events. So everyone can have a look at this. While it was targeted mostly at those businesses with Chinese ownership, because they've been very affected by China, everyone's been affected by China. So the messages, I think, are important for everyone out there. In particular, what we were trying to do was, was emphasise where we're up to, so inform people on where we'd got to with the uh, import duties that have been put on by China, and also talk about some of the initiatives that we've been looking at and working with the government to diversify the markets, and looking particularly where some of the investment will go best. Uh, we had speakers from Wine Australia there as well, uh, and they were talking about some of the programs that they're undertaking. Uh, we're looking at some of the regulatory uh, uh, issues that we face both in China and other markets. And we're also looking to just demonstrate where the next steps on that whole import duty saga is going with China. And of course, some of those options will look at things like World Trade Organization or international committee meetings and bilateral discussions. So the key takeaways for me were that um, we've got a big job ahead of us over the next uh, 6, 12, 18 months to try and diversify markets. We're already out there. We're already in many markets, uh, but it's very difficult to try and get that 120 million litres of red wine, premium red wine, and to sell that into other markets. So um, we're, we're concerned that unless we can get a really good market diversification program going, uh, it will impact adversely on grape prices next year. Uh, and, and an industry requires everyone to make money. So, you know, grape growers need to make money, winemakers need to make money, retailers need to make money. We all need to make a bit. So we've got a big job to make sure, one, we get really transparent and clear relationships going. Um, we understand where we are and we really work hard in that market diversification piece. And it's a long-term project, Lee. Um, there's some short-term term stuff we can do, but we've got to think of this as structurally changing the industry. Couldn't agree more. I think that's absolutely spot on. And, and look, for what it's worth, the, the feedback that I've had from uh, some of the attendees has been really positive about that event. And if there are anyone, uh, if there's anyone out there listening uh, who'd like to learn a bit more, as Tony mentioned, there is a recording of, of the events on our Facebook page and on our website. And I'd certainly encourage you to, to go and have a look at that when you can. Um, 
Tony, before we wrap up, I just wanted to mention one more thing uh, that's out there at the minute, uh, the 2021 Vintage Survey. So it's just been launched by Wine Australia and I know a number of our listeners probably will have received uh, some correspondence about that. Um, I want to take the opportunity to encourage uh, anyone who's received that, that request for data uh, to, to actually take part and get involved. We use the results of this survey every year, um, but I think it's important to note that you know, the results of the survey and the report that comes out comes out of it is it's only as comprehensive uh, and accurate as the data that goes into it. So please do get involved because it is a really important piece of work, particularly when there is certain sort of uncertainty in the industry with regards to supply and demand and the like uh, as a result of China, as Tony just, uh, just mentioned. Um, so with that, Tony, I think we'll move on to our usual closing segment, what's in your glass this weekend. For me, it's getting pretty cold here in Canberra. Uh, so I'm looking for something warm, something red. Uh, so I'm going to be enjoying a uh, Taylor's Tempranillo this week, and it's sitting on my kitchen bench at home, ready to go right now. What about you? It's a good choice, Lee. Look, um, we've got a bushfire conference coming up in the next uh, next few weeks, and it's something that I'll be going down to Wangaratta for. Uh, it's a great region. I'm going to actually stay a couple of nights in Beechworth. Um, visiting people uh, and catching up with some of our members. Uh, and I'm looking at a Castagna. So I'm going to have a Castagna Sangiovese and um, I'm look, really looking forward to it. That sounds pretty good. Uh, well, whatever you've got in your glass this weekend, make sure you enjoy it with food and family and friends and enjoy it in moderation, responsibly, of course. Uh, and with that, we might wrap it up, Tony. So thanks very much, everyone, for listening uh, and we will talk to you soon. And thanks, all your listeners. And look, if there's anything that you would like us to talk about, please let us know. We're more than, you know, we just try and give you a brief wrap up of what we've been doing, where we've been going. But there's a lot of other issues that we we haven't touched on. And if there's something that you'd like to know, then we're more than happy to uh, tell you where we're up to. And indeed, if there's something we should be doing, let me know.